Chuck Johnson, Kate Pedersen with you here at BMO Field, where Ricky Ray just threw for 164 yards in the first quarter. Hold, the first quarter. I'm sitting here thinking last year there might have been, there was what, I don't know, four big plays there, incredible catches, maybe five. I think we saw that in about six games last year. It was unreal. Right? That was one quarter. Uh, It's almost surreal. I want to give a shout-out now because he's on on the short yardage out here at tight end. Chris Kolonkowski's on the field. This is his first CFL game who went to... YU, YU, York University. Another York University uh, alum. Drafted in 2016 in the sixth round. Talked to Warren Craney, and he just raved about how much this kid wanted to play pro football. Went back, worked his rear end off this year. Got another chance this year. Hurt himself. Was in a boot after the first day of camp. Okay. And still made the team. Still made the team. So he's lined up as a tight end on the left side. Eye formation for the Argos. They've got Whitaker in as the tailback. Ricky Ray under center. Actually, that's Fajardo, and Fajardo's going to go off guard to the left side and find the end zone. Cody Fajardo with the touchdown, and the Argos have increased the lead to 11-0. Okay, that's two short yardage plays that the Argo offensive line has dominated against a very good Ticat D-line. I like to see that because this Ticat D-line is very, very physical. They're strong. They're powerful. And to be honest, they usually dominate. But in those that, that touchdown and the previous uh, short yards we saw on another drive, Yargo's O-line getting off the ball and getting it done. So Hiralahu comes out, as always, goes over to the right hash mark just inside it. Says it gives him a better target. And puts it up with a flag down. Right down the middle, but it's going to be a procedure call against the Argonauts. And I don't know if they had uh, an end on the near side. We'll find out from Andre Pru. Mark Tressman doesn't like the call, or he's Hopefully curious as no to end. why it's a call. Procedure. Toronto, number 51, was closing the line. Therefore, no end. Five-yard penalty will redo the convert. What? Number 51, no end? Justin Tuggle, the newcomer. Oh, the D-line. Basically, you get into the cup, into the, yeah, and yeah. he was just off the line a little bit too much. So well, they're going to call him for that. That's, a, that's you know what, it's... Uh, it's a small detail, but it's a big thing. And you get D linemen lining up on the offensive line. You know they're not thinking about uh, where their feet exactly should be, and they need to make sure they're paying attention to that small little detail. Justin played for three years with Houston. His dad Jesse went to five Pro Bowls with the Atlanta Falcons. Here's Liam again. Now it's the 37-yard extra point. Has the leg and Yahtzee nailed it. And it is now 12 nothing Argos over the Hamilton Ticats in the opening minute of play here in quarter number two. Could it have started much better this on offense, exciting. on defense? This Kate, is exciting. Kate Pedders is down on the sidelines. Kate? Hoagie, after talking to Jim Pop, the doctors never said to SJ Green that he wouldn't be able to come back. They said that it was all on him to make it or not. And he's been working hard, obviously a strong offseason, to come back from the knee injury. And you may notice today, he is not wearing his knee brace. That's a choice that he made, and he felt like he didn't need it. And as we can see already today from the first quarter of play for him, doesn't look like he needs it. Thank you, Kate. This has been a good opening. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can we get 18 of these? He certainly hasn't lost any vertical. I mean, for a sixth-round draft pick and a conditional pick next year. 
Listen, I, I, I haven't asked Pop yet what the condition is. I don't know if it's like a, it'll be a second or a third or a first, depending on what kind of production he has here this year or games well, played. Well, I can tell you, you know, coming back off an injury is not an easy thing. And then when you have to try and get the body balanced out again, get that power back on the both sides of the body, it's difficult. And SJ looks like he could uh, miss any time. Speedy B takes it at the 11-yard line. 20-25, tries to cut outside and can't hit at the 30-yard line. And are they going to call a late hit on that? Come on. They may. And we'll find out what the flag is for. The return by Brandon Banks out to the 30-yard line. But was it a hold? Was it a late hit? Was it an illegal block? Andre Pruel let us know, and I think it's going against the Tiger Cats. And it is. What's the call, Andre? During the return, illegal block. Hamilton number 30, a 10-yard penalty. First down. Jay Langa out of St. Mary's, down in the AU, will take the penalty. And it will back the Ticats back to their own 18-yard line. They trail the Argonauts 12-0 here early in quarter two. 12-0, but now the Ticats have the win behind them. And uh, look for this this passing game to pick up a little bit for the Cats. Ball to the 18-yard line. Ticats now moving toward Lake Ontario from left to right. Kalaris deep drop, floats one to the near side, has the man open. Pascu's got it at the 40, and Jermaine Gabriel closes and knocks him out of bounds. And we've got a injured Argo holding his knee. Ah, that is not good. I don't have a number yet. Is it Mitchell? Is it? I believe it's Josh Tasker? Mitchell. Not Tasker, sorry. Vaughn. I'm looking for Mitchell on the field. I can see Vaughn there. Okay, I thought it was be Vaughn Mitchell initially. Then. I think it's 29. Josh, Josh Mitchell, Mitchell, the defensive halfback out of Nebraska. And we'll take the timeout. He immediately was writhing in pain and holding his left knee. So we'll take the timeout. We'll come back, and hopefully there's some decent news here. 13 and a half minutes remaining in the second quarter. 12-0 Toronto over Hamilton. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Back, Argo football on Kansas and 50 still uh, dealing with the knee to Josh Mitchell, who, uh, as you said in the break, it was friendly fire. It was Jermaine Gabriel coming over to make the tackle that uh, caught him, and uh, the leg is not meant to bend in that direction. So, Hoagie, it's uh, you know what, it's He's one up. of the, uh, some good the negatives news. of the game of football. Bodies are flying. Guys are just trying to do their best to make a play, and Josh Mitchell lays out to tackle Tasker, and Jermaine Gabriel is also coming across from the free safety position, and. Just kind of catches his leg in an awkward way, and as he hits Tasker as well, and uh, Mitchell's leg didn't seem to move in a direction that it should be moving. Not only a really good football player, was he at Nebraska? He was uh, all Big Ten, and he was also uh, all Big Ten academically. So he's a bright student athlete who's come and he's played up here. It's his second year up here with the Argos, and uh, kind of guy you want on your defense, kind of guy you want on the back end. So what do they do now? It looks like Cassius Vaughn is going to go back and play the half. There's Marcus Ball. Who else do we have in there now? I see. Uh, oh, Robert Woodson's moved out to the field corner. Okay. Yeah, so they've there shifted we go. guys around a little bit. Boy, Robert Woodson looked good in camp. He's a rookie. He was a draft pick this year out of the University of Calgary. Uh, had played safety throughout camp, and now they've got him out at the field corner. We'll see if Polaris tests him. They've got the ball at their own 52-yard line, first and 10. Cats trailing by a dozen. Back to pass players. He's going to come to the near side instead, and it is caught just inside midfield by Brian Timms, the second-year Ticat. I still love the fact that a guy named Timms plays for the Ticats. When they play at <laughs> Tim Hortons Field, and, and, you know, you got all of those Tim Hortons and 
the Hammer, the home of Tim Horton. Feed him the Tims. Give him the the guy's name is Brian Tim. Give him some Timbits. T-Y-M-S. Load him up. Florida A&M. Gain of three, maybe two on the play, so it's a long seven on second down. Polaris with a flag down. Back to pass. He wants to go long. Nothing doing. Dumps it underneath. A second flag down. Banks has the catch. It will be a first down. Love the road. Two flags, and the first one's going to be an offside against the Ticats for sure. The second one, I believe, is going to be against Toronto. So we may replay this down. I love how aggressive Rico Murray is on uh, on when he closes. He just attacks the receiver and attacks the football. More importantly, like he tries to get that ball out of there as he brings the guy down. The second penalty is going to be pass interference against the Argonauts, so that is not good news. So this will uh, help out the Ticats here. And Andre Prue will explain exactly what happened there. Andre, fill us in. Offside, Hamilton. Illegal contact and receiver, Toronto. The net difference is five yards. We're going to go up five. We'll still be second down. There we go. That was easy. So it'll be a second down, and we'll call it two and a half from the Argo 51. 12 nothing Toronto. 12 and a half left here in quarter number two. So we need to play from Butler right now. I'm going to ISO Cam Butler. Let's see something. Let's see that move again. Argos really tight with the tackles over the A gap. And then the ends are both out wide. Polaris saw it, pulls it down, and it's not going to work at all. Victor Butler read that perfectly. <laughs> and indeed, JJ called it. The Butler did it. My goodness. Butler and Rico Murray also broke off because Zach did a great job of uh, riding the zone read as he does. It's actually sucked Butler down, but Butler being as agile and quick as he is was able to break out of it, change direction, and still force Zach down. And normally a quarterback, especially a guy with Zach speed, would be able to get around that corner. Medeiros, Medeiros into the wind, two punts averaging just 38. This one's with the wind, almost blocked. Good punt inside, back to the goal line. Taken by Worthy, running around. I don't think he knows whether or not he can run out. Settle Still down, looking, Worthy. and he takes the knee now. It looked like he made contact at the one, but momentum carried him back into the end zone, so it will be the single point, not a safety. We'll take yeah. the timeout. 12-1 now. Argo's leading the Ticats here in the first half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Argo 12, Hamilton 1, 11.33 remaining in the first half. Hogan and Johnson with you. Just honored a member of the Canadian military. And standing with him, big Joe Appel, former offensive lineman with the Argos, who played his best football in the 2012 playoffs. <laughs> if you didn't say it, I was just going to say the same thing, he was, I, I, I will be honest. He, yes. he struggled at times yeah, in the yeah. course of his career. Sure. And I was worried because they were so good down the middle yeah. in Edmonton. And yes. he came out in that game and was almost flawless. Edmonton's D-line was unbelievable. Oh, it was incredible. In 2012. With they those were guys unreal. up the middle. And he, I, I was worried more so about that game than I was against Montreal or subsequently. The O-line and played he, the best oh. game all season against the Edmonton Eskimos, dominated them, and uh, we know how that game went. Yeah. So if it wasn't for play like guys from Joe Appel who raised their game a little bit in the postseason, you may not have that big honking second Grey Cup rank. No. I absolutely would not. Those Argos, guys make it happen. Argos will take over at their own 35-yard line with an 11-point lead now. 
moving right to left toward the Gardner, and Whitaker will take the ball, get hit a couple of times, and maybe, just maybe get a yard, as it has been tough sledding on the ground here as the Argos have tried to keep the Ticats at least honest against the run. Jeez, that's big, big. Nine seven, six foot one, three hundred pounds. Ted Laurent yep. getting that penetration, forcing Whitaker to cut inside, and there's the LBs and the rest of the defense. With the salary cap, I'm always hesitant to pay a defensive tackle a lot of money, but when you're Canadian oh. and you're that good, no, no, you pay him. Yeah, that doesn't come around very often. Ray back to pass on second and nine, and down he goes again as uh, more, uh, more pressure. This from Justin Capacotti who's now on his third uh, CFL team here after coming from Ottawa via Edmonton. And that's going to uh, force the punt unit to come out on the field. It's a loss of about seven. You know what? Capacotti really surprises you. You know what? Because, I mean, he's he's a lighter guy. He's, what, 6'3", 238. But he's got a, he's got a, a, another level of energy and quickness, he, and he brings something different. You, you put him in the game, and all of a sudden he just he makes things happen when you don't always expect it. So that's a great play for the Ticats there. Liram Hyrola, who in to punt this one into the wind. Directional kick will flutter. Wind knocks it down. It hits at midfield. Speedy B will take it at the 50-yard line, and he wants to go wide to the far side, and he could go. But great work on the contain, but he overran Banks. Was, was that Butler again? It was Victor Butler out on special teams who actually forced Banks to go upfield. Uh, yeah, well, actually, it was Levi Noel. Oh, it was okay, sorry, it was 84. It looked like 94. Yeah. I saw that, too. But it was at Levi Noel doing picking up where he left off last year, made a huge play. If he doesn't force Banks inside, he's gone. Gone. Because I, I did notice that Butler was on the field as well for the... Uh, for the on the punt team. Yeah. And he's up there again on end. He's played well so far. Most of the Argos have in this first half. They're up 12-1. to one. Kolaris with four receivers to the near side. Ball on the left hash mark. Four-man rush. Kolaris over the middle has the man. It's uh, caught by the former Argonaut, Elliott. Kevin Elliott's got his first grab of the night. It's good for 12 on a first down. Yeah, that was an interesting play with the, for the Ticats. They had three receivers out to the right of Kolaros, and two of them were pulling the defense, lifting them high, and Elliott kind of just dragged across slowly and uh, ended up wide open late. And Zach found his target. Kevin Elliott, we mentioned Brian Timms earlier. Uh, those two were teammates at Florida A&M. It's the Rattlers, right? They've produced quite a few guys up here to the CFL. First down and 10 from the Argo 41. Here comes the blitz. Kolaris reads it, gets rid of the football, and he's got Elliott's teammate Timms to the 33-yard line, and that's good for a gain of about eight. Yeah, Argos bring a little pressure from the field side. Ticats had three receivers to the left. Zach does a good job of getting rid of that football quickly and uh, nice closing speed by Rico Murray on that tackle. They uh, have Josh Mitchell now. He's sitting up on the golf cart. They're going to take him out. That's never a good thing. Robert Woodson remains at the field corner position. They move Rico Murray inside. He's now at a halfback spot. He's locked up on Luke Tasker here on the second and two. Argos show four. They send a fifth. Caleros goes to Tasker. He's got the first down down to the 20-yard line as the Ticats with their best drive by far of this football game. Yeah, Zach, you could feel him. It was taking him a while to get in a bit of a groove. The Argos were getting some pressure, and that last series, he's starting to move the ball a bit, and uh, this is what I was kind of getting afraid of. Zach getting into his zone. He seems to be getting more and more in that zone as this game goes on. Tasker, a teammate of Argo, backup quarterback Jeff Matthews at Cornell, coached by Ken Austin. 
They try to throw on first down, and going up to swat it down like a volleyball spike was Marcus Ball, second and ten. Oh, you think we saw that a little bit in 2012? Marcus Ball with the knockdowns? Incredible. He does a great job of reading that, timing it well with the quarterback's throw, and uh, he almost caught that. Best part of of watching Marcus Ball jump like that? Just the the spread of the dreads (laughs) on the way down. Almost like wings. Second down to 10 from the Argo 20. Two to the right, two to the left. Check that now, three to the left. Back to pass, Flores under pressure, down he goes! Sack back on the 27-yard line. Hello, Marcus Ball. Check that, that's Johnny Sears Jr. who gets in there with the sack. Yeah, hold So it. many dreadlocks on this defense. Incredible play by Johnny Sears. Two plays earlier, Sears came off the edge. Ticats picked it up. This time, they brought Sears off the edge. They also brought Marcus Ball. That kept the running back, C.J. Gable, in the middle. He picked up Ball, and Sears was free off the edge. Zach didn't see him coming. I mean, Sears is so good at doing that. He comes off, and he comes flying off the edge. So a loss of six on the play sets up a 34-yard field goal attempt with the wind by Sergio Castillo. Low snap. They get it up. Nice job by Tasker. It's through, and the Ticats have three more. It's 12-4 with 6.49 remaining here in the first half. Argos lead. It's Argo football on TSN 1050. Morgan and Johnson with you here at BMO Field. It's been almost all Argos uh, so far. 12-4 they lead, but the news is all not good. Right, Kate Pedersen? No, Josh Mitchell carted off from the sidelines here, and I have confirmed that it is a left knee injury he was in obvious pain down on the field not able to put any weight on it all of his teammates able to come over and wish him good luck but you can tell he's frustrated he's in pain and it is in fact a left knee injury thank you kate hopefully it's uh, not too serious but boy he was in pain when he went down and he is uh he's a guy that i was really intrigued to see what they were going to do with him this year they started him in the middle this year as the safety and they had Jermaine Gabriel out at field corner for a little bit with Matt Black backing him up. But uh, they decided to go with Gabriel back at safety. And Josh Mitchell goes into one of the halfback spots. Was really looking forward to see what he was going to do with yeah. uh, year two here with the Argonauts. But uh, hopefully we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, me too, Hoag. You never want to see guys get hurt anytime, but at the, right at the beginning of the year, it's super tough. Argos will take over at the 35-yard line with an eight-point lead. Ray back to pass, comes to the near side. He's got Devere Posey. And Posey will be knocked out of bounds at the, where are they going to mark this, a 43. So they'll need a couple of yards here on second down. Did you see uh, J.C. Sherritt last night? It, oh. it looked like he may have done his Achilles tendon possibly. And he got he hit by t- the sniper. Right? There was nobody there. There was nobody there. He took a step. And again, first game of the year, like you know, the, it's likely his season may be done. That's just a tough thing to see anytime. Fifth catch at the beginning of the year. Fifth catch by Devere Posey. He's up to 67 yards so far here in this first half. Log jam to the near side, and they're going to go a counter to Brandon Whitaker. He'll get the first down on second down and two. Did, you know what it's like? You do a lot of these interviews uh, across the country, and, and people want to know what the Argos are all about. And I was asked in almost every market, give me a breakout player this year. And I went with Posey. I think Posey is, is poised to have that kind of year. And he hasn't let me down so far here in the opening half. No, he looks he's good. Dynamite. He's such, he is so good. And again, 10 pounds, 10 lighter. pounds lighter. Yeah, that's going to help him as well. Back to pass. Ray, he's going to go long, near side, SGA, he did it again! 
He did it again at the 40-yard line. That is his third highlight reel catch in this opening half. Hoagie, come on, man. He's running down the left side. Outside release, the defender. Who's that? Uh, Justin Rogers over there trying to cover him. The ball's behind SJ. He turns around backwards, turns inside, goes backwards, and he does it casually. And oh. he times it perfectly like it's just, hey, I'm just in the park. I'm turning around. I'm going to get this ball when it gets to me. And he makes a beautiful catch again. Unbelievable. They'll uh, give the Argos the ball at the 40-yard line. First down. Back to pass is Ray. Ticat sent five. Ray reads it. He goes downfield. Almost. He looked for SJ Green, uh, SJ Green again, but it was knocked away. Larry Dean. There's the matchup you want with uh, SJ Green on the linebacker, and SJ's now saying, I need a breather. Yeah, you know what? Ricky wants <laughs> that back. SJ was had one step in front of Dean, and I think Ricky threw that ball a little behind him, and it actually it hit Dean in the, in the nice. shoulder pads. Look who's on the field. Jimmy Ralph comes out, made the team in camp completely unheralded. Had two spectacular games in the preseason, including a great one here at BMO Field. He just He's made plays, Hoagie. He just made plays. Ricky Ray now will dump it off uh, over the middle on a crossing route. He's got Devere Posey, but it's good for only a couple of yards. That's a nice tackle. And it will be a third down in a kicking situation. We've got an injured Argonaut on the play. And I believe that's Brandon Washington, who has been nicked up a little bit. And he is the starting left offensive tackle. And that would mean Jamal Campbell would come in to play left tackle. Yeah, he's uh, looks he's like down he, on all he's fours. Pain there. Hopefully he's just winded. Yeah, he seems to be in that position. Doesn't look like he's favoring anything. He's down awkward though, like he's leaning over on the left side. But that was a nice tackle by uh, by Mr. Will Hill on Posey. Posey was coming across on a drag. Ricky was looking, going through his progressions. Posey's the outlet. Hit him late. Will was following him the whole way. There was no oh, for Posey to go. That might be a hand. Ooh. Washington's walking off. I think he got hit hard in the hand. And, it, yeah, he's flexing his fingers right now. Yeah. It was just a little jam play. So I don't know if he got a finger or what happened. But, uh, you know, when you see a 300-pounder, you, you were a 320 in his case. You wonder what it might be. But he's just flexing his hand right now. So that's about the lesser of about nine evils. And Hyrule, who's going to attempt a 46-yard field goal now, into the wind, has the leg, and it's good. Fantastic kick by Liram Hyrule, who into the wind, and the Argos extend the lead to 15 to four. Here at Bebo with 4:24 remaining in the opening half. That's yeah. not an easy kick into no, that wind. No, no, Liram looking steady there, and you know what? I mean, the hard part there is, it's what almost the end of the second quarter. It's Liram's first crack at, at kicking into the wind. And he's trying to think back to how the wind was and what the ball was doing in pregame, right? Which is, I don't know, an hour and a half ago, right? And um, he did a great job. He hit it right down the pipe. He obviously remembered his placements and where he needed to line up and the direction and how, how he had to kick the ball because I'm sure there was some movement on it. We can't tell from where we are, but it looked perfect. Great relationship with... Uh with Liram Hyralau and his kicking coach, Ken Urquhart. I invite you to go back to argonauts.ca. Uh, I featured uh, that relationship in a story last week. So you'll be able to find it or just Google Liram Hyralau. And I want you to do that just because I want to see if you can spell Hyralau on the first go. 
Oh, I was going to say, okay, Hogue, uh, make sure you look up the roster so you can get the spelling. There is a silent <laughs> J. There's your, there's and a double letter at one point. There are your clues. Have at it. And silent J will come and tee up the ball here as dropping back is Speedy B. Brandon Banks. C.J. Gable's back there with him. Hyralahu tees it up here at the 35-yard line. High short kick. Go get it. It is bouncing at the 35-yard line. Banks has it, and Gable picks it up and gets drilled by James Wilder Jr., the running back wearing number 32. It's the running back wearing number 32. What on earth is Speedy B doing? No idea. What on earth? Have they not? No idea. Did they not see the kickoffs into the wind in the first quarter? Because they were about 25 yards too deep, and they didn't move up. The coaches weren't yelling. What is that? What are the Ticat coaches doing? Because they need to be <laughs> yelling at the guys to push up. And I mean, that was almost a critical mistake by the Hamilton Tiger Cat. That was wide open in the middle of the field. Wide open. Running play on first down. Gable up the gut. Cleon Lang says, not on my watch. Holds it to two yards. New special teams coordinator in Hamilton. Orlando Steinauer, now south of the border, the defensive coordinator at Fresno State. So Jeff Reinbold takes over as the defensive coordinator, leaving the special teams coordinator job open. Dennis McKnight fills that. So he is on the spot now as the Oh, SEC. yeah. And Reinbold is an excellent oh, special teams God. coordinator. So he may have something to say to Coach McKnight on that one. Evil genius. We'll call it six and a half to get on second down to the 31-yard line. Four-man rush by the Argos. Polaris throws it over the middle and is tipped, and it is picked. Jermaine Gabriel has his second career interception. No, they're going to say it was incomplete. One of the deep judges came in and waved it off with absolute authority. Oh, Jermaine, you're not selling that, man. He's got to just, like, run up to the ref. I cut that. He just... <laughs> Oh, it looked good, though. It looked, Jermaine laid right out. He was completely horizontal as he dove for that ball that was tipped. Oh. No, I think it would hit, the, hit turf. the ground. Yeah. Good call. I think Sears tipped that. So now it will be Chandler Worthy dropping back to about his own 35-yard yeah. line as Castillo comes out for the kick. Bobbled it. Got it away with some pressure. Worthy takes it at the 39-yard line, right up the seam, 45, and then gets snowed in quickly. And the Argonauts will get one play in before the three-minute warning, and there is a flag down. That must have come out late. I did not see that at all, back at about uh, just shy of midfield. Right now, the Argos have it at the 45. During the return, illegal block, Toronto number 46, 10-yard penalty, first down. And that will go against... 46? There is no 46. There is no 46. Might have been Cam Newton. He's out there. Ghost 46. Hmm? A ghost 46. Yeah. You know, bodies are running down the field pretty fast, and uh, the ref's first game, so sometimes new numbers pop up. Tough penalty. Moves it back to the 32-yard line. 3.05 remaining here. And uh, we'll get one play in before the three-minute warning. Argos up 15-4. to four. Andy McNamara will have the halftime extravaganza for you from back at our studios at Agent Court. From the 32, Coombs goes in motion from right to left. And Ricky Ray drops back, comes to the near side, hits Coombs to the 35. Looking at the angle, has the 40, has the 41. It'll be good for a gain of nine. 
as they get the Man- University of Manitoba product. The ball, his second catch of the day, and we'll take the timeout with the three-minute warning. 2.41 to be precise. Argos leading 15-4. to Can they put some more on the board before the half? Stick around and find out. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. To my right is Jeff Johnson. My name is Mike Hogan. Welcome to BMO Field. It's Toronto Argonaut football. 2.41 until the half. Argos with a 15-4 lead at this stage. Ricky Ray, 196 yards passing so far. So flirting with the 200-yard mark. He'll be over 200 now. That uh, didn't include the last play by Coombs. So over 200 yards passing. Last time an Argo went over 400 yards would be Ricky Ray at Hamilton in October of 2014. When? 2014. Oh, my god. Three years ago. They have not had a 400-yard passing game since then. Despite having as many decent receivers as they've had. Well, and a revolving door of receivers and all the stuff that's gone on for the last couple of years. Double tight end. Wilder comes in on short yardage. Big man rumbles and gets the first down across the 43 to the 44. Six foot three, 232 pounds. When he was in high school, he was the number one recruited high school player in the country. Wow. Ended up at Florida State, won a national championship, starting running back there, 1,000 yards plus as a junior, and was the MVP of the ACC championship game. He's got a little cred. His dad had even more leading rusher in Tampa Bay Bucks history, James Sr., Back to pass is Ray. Dumps it out into the flat. And Weiler makes the catch, and he is hit immediately. And a nice job by Justin Rogers, giving away quite a bit of size to the big man. But 5'11", 185, cut him in half. It's good for a gain of two. Yeah, he wasn't going up high on Wilder there. No, 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 no. 5'11", 185, won nothing to do with Why 235 would you? ball of muscle. Good catch by Wilder, though. Coming out of the backfield. He had, a call. he had one drop in the game, the preseason game against Montreal. Maybe it was nerves. Three to the near side, ball at the 45-yard line. Argos moving right to left, right back to pass, goes over the middle. He's got a man, caught, and it's uh, Devontae uh, Armonte Edwards. The Devontae Edwards. I knew he was going to do that at least once. <laughs> Former Argo, but it's Armonte Edwards with the catch to the Ticat 49-yard line, and it's an Argo first down with a minute 45 left. Great catch by Armani as he turns around behind him. The ball's a little behind him, so has to turn his body around, pull the ball in, and great pickup by James Wilder Jr. as Simone Lawrence was coming hard. Ticats were bringing pressure, and he stopped him at the line of scrimmage. Coombs goes in motion from right to left. Back to pass is Ray. Same pattern he ran before, makes the catch. Uh, and is knocked out of bounds fairly quickly inside the 50. They'll mark it at the 47, so it's a gain of maybe two yards as the Argos could use another first down to take a shot at a field goal. Yes, they could, and there was James Wilder again stepping up into the hole, picking up an LB that couldn't get any penetration with Wilder there. He just wants to play. Oh, he he just wants loves to hit special guys. teams. He, wants, he just wants to be a big Love body. it. Love it. That's what he is. And he'll line up to the left of Ray here on second down and eight. Ball still on the left hash mark. Ray back to pass. Four-man rush. Ray goes over the middle. Has the man. It's Edwards to the 30, to the 20. First down Argos in the red zone with a minute remaining in the half. Wow, what a catch by Edwards. And who's that? Uh, DeMond Washington was one step behind Edwards. 
that Ricky puts this ball in front of Edwards. Washington misses it by about an inch. And he is frustrated when he gets up, smacks his hands together. Can't believe that that ball was completed. Ricky Ray's fairly accurate. Oh, I don't know if you picked on up on On the money. That. Ball at the 19-yard line. First down, Boatman. Three receivers out to the right. Ball on the left hash mark. They'll give the ball to Coombs on a little counter, and he'll take it inside to the 16-yard line. A gain of three. I think this is the Armani package, this drive. What's going on? Like, I love it. I got no I'm problem with that. I'm liking it. You know what I love? The way the ball is moving the, moving the ball around. It's you great. You know what I love? People will know he's a former quarterback. They may not know he's a lefty. So oh. if you're going to run an, you know, some sort yeah, of sweep, yeah. later, sweep later in the season. Well, you don't give away all the secrets. I'm just saying. I haven't seen them run it at camp yet. Back to pass. Ray. Looking. Going end zone. Fade route. Has a map. In and out of the hands of Devere Posey. He had it in the end zone. Second drop in the end zone by an Argo receiver this half. And Edward, or sorry, and uh, Posey would love to have that one back. What a throw by Ray. Yeah, keep your head up, Posey. It's coming back to you. Runs a corner route. Runs it beautifully. Pushes the defender high. Right in the middle. Breaks off. He's open. Defender's behind him. And the ball goes through his hands. Right through the hands, through the elbows. And and it was right over top. Tough, tough catch to make, but Posey has got to make that. Nobody in the history of this league has thrown the fade route better than Ricky Ray. He's a freak. So good at it. 24-yard field goal attempt from Hyrule, who blocked again, and it goes right into the hands of a tie cat who could take it to the house. Are you kidding me? Touchdown. Unbelievable. Richard Leonard is going to score. Second block by Will Hill. This half, the ball went up in the air and right into the hands of Richard Leonard, who takes it the other way, and we got us a ball game. I have never seen that. I have never seen a ball deflect like that right into the hands of a teammate. That is amazing. That's absolute horse crap. I'm (laughs) super pissed right now, Hoagie. That's the second time a kick's been blocked on the field goal, and it was on the right side again. There's obviously something that the Ticats have identified on the right side of the line. They're getting penetration. I think they I need to see the replay to know that they executed that blocking, but I imagine it was probably similar to when they got the first block, and I've never seen it happen like that either. It that couldn't have amazing. gone more wrong for the Argos there. Blocked field goal attempt. I mean, first of all, dropped ball in the end zone. Yep. Blocked field goal attempt. Yep. Into the hands of the Ticats. Six Touchdown. points the other way. Are you kidding me on the momentum shift? Unreal. Unreal. And the Ticats are going for two. Polaris back the pass. Goes to the end zone. Has a man. Tim dies and makes the catch for the two-pointer. And, of course, Kent goes for two. Unbelievable. Unreal. Unreal. Do you think has the momentum has turned? Injury. Are you a little bit? This it, is where the leaders, the, the new leaders that have been on this, brought into the Argos, need to step up and... Posey, Posey makes the catch. Oh. It's 24, sorry, 22 to 4. There it is. Number one, Will Hill. Again, perfectly executed. He got his left hand up, blocked it. And Cody Fajardo couldn't catch him. And Richard Leonard scoops that ball. Fajardo does it. He was close. So all of a sudden, not enough. Instead of an 18 point lead, it's a three point lead. A 15 point swing. Thanks to a blocked field goal. Oh, I don't know if Tim's made that catch. Well, they will review Did it, they right? they review it? 
they should be looking at it the because uh, play is under review by the command center. I think he dropped that. They just showed a replay. It, it looked like it went through his hands, and that would be a, a nice break for the Argos right now. That would be a nice break for the Argos right now. And I can't remember a guy blocking two field goals in the same game, let alone the same half before. And I'll uh, just quickly for our listeners, I'll explain what's happening on that block. Uh, that block. The Ticats are rushing three players right at the right guard and tackle spot of the Argos, driving them back, and Will Hill is behind them, jumping up on the back of those players and getting his hand up. It's a catch. It's enough. It's a catch and a two-point conversion, and now Worthy's going to try to do something here in the dying seconds. 15-20-25, comes outside, 30-35, out to the 38-yard line on the final play of the first half, and the Argonauts are shell-shocked right now after being very comfortably ahead. Uh, all of a sudden, we got us a ball game, and uh, I'm looking for Kate. You see Kate? I'm seeing if she's got Ricky yet. Waiting for Kate Pedersen, uh, who will be joined by Ricky Ray here at the half. I, I can't echo enough how important the next line that comes out of the coach's mouth in this locker room, how important it is for the group of guys in there right now. Okay, do we have Kate now? Okay, Kate's going to uh, talk with SJ Green. We're just waiting uh, for Matt Shinetti to join him. He's got the TV responsibility first. And then we will hear from S.J. Green, who had just a remarkable, a remarkable first half for the Toronto Argonauts with three circus catches in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, let's certainly stay on the positive here because S.J. had an unbelievable half. Four in catches, fact, the Argos offense had a great first half. Four catches, 95 yards. If the Argos make two catches, this one's almost over. If Fuller catches one, they, they ended up kicking a field goal. That cost them four points, and the block cost them 15, essentially. Here is uh, Kate. She's got S.J. Green. Kate? S.J., dominating receiver in the first half. What holes were you able to pick out of that defense and exploit? Uh, they were playing man-to-man coverage. I like me every time. In this second half, close game, what's it going to take for you guys to close it out? Capitalizing in the red zone, catching touchdowns when we're supposed to catch them. And just standing on the field, eliminating uh Senseless penalties. Thanks. Thank you. S.J. Green with Kate Pedersen, and uh, that will uh, basically sum up the first half. If you get a chance to catch the ball in the end zone, catch the ball in the end zone. We'll scoot away. We'll come back. Andy McNamara will have the halftime extravaganza for you. At the half, it is 15-12 to 12, Toronto. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050.